RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena reunites Gil and Hector and gives them details on their new life situation, feeling it's especially prudent with Veal on the prowl. With some convincing, she and Pavi ferry them to prison, and then the two of them firefly their way back to the city so Athena can get to her office, and so Pavi can gather up her one last box from the apartment and head on home. Athena's cycle flits between building to building, punching holes in the mist, maybe uh, going a bit above and maybe doing a couple ill-advised barrel rolls. But, you know, she's uh, she's taking it where she can get it. And she's really been enjoying flying lately. A far-off shot sees the lights of her cycle cruising over the lake in the large park, making a hairpin turn to swirl around the tower of the alloy with the spire in the back distance. And once she got that out of her system, she makes a straight shot a couple blocks towards the mines from the alloy and settles the cycle onto the rooftop parking with this, you know, little wub wub wubs, kicking up some moss fluff that's been dislodged by a pressure washer. She fluffs her hair out of her helmet, rolls her shoulders, heads to the door downstairs. In this building, it's a five-story brownstone. It's not in like the worst state a building's ever been in, but you know, the rent was agreeable. And her funds have taken a little bit of a hit with how many directions she's been pulled in recently. So we do what we can with what we got. The flickering fluorescence of the staircase down and the clang of her boots reminds her of her apartment up top. And she smiles a little bit, continues to clomp down as she finds her landing on the fourth floor, opens the creaky door. It's one of those hallways that smells like old carpet and slightly damp paper that you don't really want to stay in proper for too long, so you hustle on your way. The floor has a little bit of bounce to it in some spots, and you're not sure if it's because of the carpet or the squeak of the construction underneath, but she's not going to worry about that too much right now. She passes by a bunch of doors for lawyers and accountants on the way to hers at the end of the hall. Eh, She figured it'd be pretty safe to huddle up with a bunch of bean counters. You walk down towards your door. Is it like the door at the end of the hall? Of course it is. With frosted glass. Yeah, you can hear faint signs of life from some of the other offices as you make your way down. Can you roll me a notice? Yeah. 
That's a one to three. Okay. Bodes well. Mm-hmm. She heads on up to the door labeled Frequency Investigations. It has a little purple wavelength that goes through frequency in the all-black vinyl. It looks really cool. Oh, that sounds cool. She hired a graphic designer. I'll look forward to seeing that. Well, yeah. And she's trying to figure out if she should bring some of the plants into her office because uh, it's pretty bare bones. She has a nice wooden desk from her grandparents' house that she did not ask about taking because, you know, she's house-sitting. I think she can borrow it for a while. She has a squeaky leather desk chair that spins around, but it has armrests and she really likes that. There isn't like a bathroom, but there is a mini kitchenette area with a sink and a microwave and a coffee maker. The couch shoved onto the one side by some file cabinets and the chairs in front of her desk for clients to sit in are actually from Zidal's apartment. Because, you know, he was a practical guy like that. Probably would have wanted to see him get used than languishing in a storage unit the whole time. But they actually tie the room together pretty nice. There are two French doors that can be, you know, locked pretty firmly in place, but they lead out onto a balcony with a beautiful metal railing. The balcony itself is maybe one foot. It's just enough to open up the doors and get some air in and lean out and, you know, smoke a cigarette or whatever if you're so inclined. It does make her happy to have it open sometime, even if it's not the most safety conscious. There is a little console table with drinks and Zidal's old music player on it. Cause damn, these are expensive. And she has his albums. She's been picking through them. You go to your office? Yeah, she heads on in, looks around a little bit. You open the door and someone's waiting for you there. Someone's already in inside. her locked office? In, oh, it's not locked. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's not broken. The door is, you know, was closed. But the office itself was unlocked. Hmm. And there's somebody waiting for you. And a chair by the desk leaned back with their legs up on the other chair by the desk. Okay. Do I recognize them? Yeah. They have a very pale, pasty complexion. They've got dark hair that is buzzed extremely short. What is typically somewhere between imperious, bored, snide expression, part Nakira, part Yara, with some large crab claw hands. This is Rotu Cyril point of order. Yeah. Is my doorknob snipped off? It is not. Oh. It is as it always is. But Cyril is there dressed mostly in black. He's wearing a hoodie. The hood is currently down so you can still clearly see him. But he looks a little more fidgety than you would normally expect of someone who basically supplanted your grandfather as one of the council members. Mm-hmm. When you have seen him because you've tailed him a yeah. number of times to get information on him. He usually looks very calm and collected, but he looks very agitated and on edge right now. And, you know, he ordered Athena and Pavi dead in the mines. There's that, too. Yeah, there's that, too. Athena opens the door and sees this guy already sitting in her office and leans against the door frame. Well, well, well. Fuck you doing here. Get your feet off my chair. He slowly complies. I was... Hoping to contract your services. Really? Yes. <laughs> the look she gives him is somewhere between dubious and withering. Closes the door in case she has to do a murder. Mm -hmm. Crosses to the sci-fi coffee maker that I think she's invested in for this location. I do think this is where Zadal's furniture went. Can you roll me a notice her? Yeah. That's a one to three. Nice. You walk over to the coffee maker. Mm-hmm. She's going to start getting a pot in there for brewing because it's not even the good kind. 
What can I get for you? Um, Besides a boot up your ass. I'll, I'll, I'll just have whatever you're having. Mm-hmm. As he says that, there's another voice in the room. Just bursts into laughter as you say that. What? The laughter comes from the opposite corner where someone, if you turn around to look, is standing there. Yeah, what the fuck? And just like tuck, who, who else is in my goddamn the office? They're in kind of like a long black cloak that is draped down to their thighs. Black boots. The, the theme is black. The theme is very yeah. dark right now. Is it like Kingdom Hearts Organization 13 level of black outfit? Or? Uh, closer to that, yeah. Okay. It's, it's not quite that clandestine and it's not like head to foot. Mm-hmm. It's It kind of ends around the thighs and their hood is down right now. Oh, it's down. Yeah. Their arms are folded. They are leaning against the far wall and they just gather themselves after laughing. What do they look like? <laughs> what do they look like? It's a woman, mid-50s. She looks a bit drawn. She has like a paler complexion with some dark undertones, especially under her eyes. She has short cornflower blue hair that's blasted back and styled up a little bit. It's a little spiky. And from where you're standing, she has seafoam eyes. Okay. She's got a really jagged looking scar just across her throat. And from where you're standing, you can also tell that she is Yara. Okay. So she has like the second set of eyes, which are currently closed, but you also notice like the cloak in her back is is pushed up. Like mm. she's wearing a backpack that has a cloak over it. But you know, it'd probably just be her Yara legs. Well, some people got eyes. Some people don't have any legs. Some people got three fingers. Who am I to ask? It's not my business. So she laughs and she says, <laughs> I like her already. So that's uh, that's uh, that's two two additional coffees then. She says, turning around, her shield is unfurled because she didn't expect to be ambushed by an additional person. You can put that away. Yeah, if you don't mind uh, making coffee, I'll take one too. Why not? Okay, I got a couple questions. Sure. Who are you? Why is Cyril in my office in a hoodie? She pauses to just gesture at his deal. And I don't think he's the one that picked open my door. <laughs> well, you're right about that too, Ken. Couple of good questions. Let's see. Cyril is here because he needs her help. Okay. We'll get to me in a minute. But for now, let's just say you owe me one. The hoodie is just a good way to stay inconspicuous, not attract attention. Kind of important when you're one of the most recognizable people in the city, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't find they help me too much, but that's probably the hair. Maybe. I don't think any of my really important questions got answered, she says as she finishes up getting the coffee. Fair enough. Cyril needs your help because he's in deep and he doesn't have any other options. I wouldn't say I need your help, but I think we have a few things in common we might have cause to discuss. Athena will cross to her desk and sit down in her mildly comfy leather chair. And with that, you know, that to-go cup plunk on a table. Mm -hmm. It's a very distinctive sound. Yeah. (laughs) She keeps hers in front of her and she moves Cyril's back from in front of him as he's grabbing it. And she just starts to put sugar packet after sugar packet after sugar packet into it. So it's fucking inedible. (laughs) You can take a penny for that. That's very funny. Thank you. Cyril had initially like held out his crab claw. As you'd seen before, he has a small wrist bracelet looking type thing there Mm -hmm. and small metal hand grabbies come out. 
to try to lift it, but as you keep putting sugar in it, he looks at you with this blank expression, and then they retract and he moves his hand back. So a name would be great. A reason for visiting. I do keep a form on a clipboard outside of my office for such a reason to avoid breaking and entering. Sure. This one's off the books. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you understand. In yeah. The, in the nature of this kind of work. My name. Well, you can call me Sarah because that's my name. Checks out. Sarah, you got a last name? I do. You want to share it? And Elmo. Fuck. I forgot about this lady. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is Athena's safe, like, safe walk. Hello. <laughs> I don't think she can help herself. Oh, so you do recognize me. Or you at least recognize my name. Yeah, you work with my aunt, right? Yeah. The casino. That's accurate. Or it was. She takes a small sip of her coffee. And you killed my son. Lest we forget about that little mishap. No, I definitely did, but he was also, you know, trying to kill me, so... Yeah, I know the score. This is a good conversation. I've read the reports. Well, you were the one that wouldn't answer, so... You want to unspool the whole thread right away. I'm happy to save the time. So, I think you understand that you and me got a few things to talk about. I'm sorry for your loss. Thanks. My son was a fucking idiot. He was heading down the wrong path a long time before you got to him. When did he get wrapped up with Troya? I don't know. I assume they met while they were at the arena. He wanted to work at the casino with me, but I didn't want him that close. I didn't want him involved in that. I thought it'd be easier for him if he got a job on the waterfront. You know, keep him out of trouble. Keep him away from temptation. But that got him near the guys with the cauld. And that got him towards the shard. And that's where Troya found him anyway. And of course, Troy knew all about him, because Troy knew me, so... So was he leveraged to keep you in a certain spot? Not that he ever knew that, but yeah, I think so. I mean, he was just another pawn in their game. Capital T there could be a lot of different folks. Yeah, who the fuck do you think I'm talking about? Athena's gonna, for maybe one time in her life, utilize the power of an expectant silence. She rolls her eyes. The Zadars, Olivier, that old crew. So you know Olivier too. Good. Oh, I know Olivier. Yeah. In 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 what capacity? Oh, where to start? Well, I think the most pertinent thing for you to know is that she definitely wants you dead. Oh, really? Me? Mm-hmm. That's flattering. I know. I mean, she sent me to kill you, so that's fun. Today? My schedule's a little tight. Um, <laughs> No, not today. That's no good for me either. Hard to pencil in in these trying times. We gotta work within our means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now see, Olivier, who she really wants dead, is that friend of yours, you know, the one that killed her son. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you can see the parallel that she's already drawn between her and I. Yeah. See, the difference there is she spoiled her son rotten. She ruined that kid. I did the best I could with my son. He was a fuck up. He made plenty of mistakes, but I did my best. Nobody's perfect. I'm not either. 
I have no regrets. I couldn't have done anything different. I know you're stuck in a bad way. You didn't ask for any of that either. So, Olivia sent you to kill me. Yeah. But instead, you're here to bro broker something? Cyril wants to hire me? Is it a joint venture? Well, I'm not as pathetic as he is, so I don't need quite the same level of help. I guess you could say my offer's more one of solidarity and resources. I'm still just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And I know the people at the top are pulling the strings because they always fucking are. Nothing new about that. I've been stuck in the corporate hellscape for as long as I can remember. So what, do you just want me to bump off Olivier so you can take over doing what she's doing? Or do you want to just, are you, do, are you just trying to cut ties entirely? Or oh you... no, I want out. I don't want to climb the ladder. I just went off this crazy ride. I don't have anything left, kid. My son's dead. I don't have anybody else. I had the job, and I only came down here to try to give my son a better life. So, <laughs> I'm basically at the end of my rope as it is. But I'm not ready to go out yet. I just don't have anything to live for. What I do know is this lady's a power-hungry bitch, and she's just gonna keep stepping on people, get in her way. And that's all these damn corpos think of themselves. I don't think of the little guy. Now, I'm no altruist, so don't think I'm a good person. I've done a lot of shitty stuff too, but I know that, uh, I know you're probably just trying to get by, same as anybody else. So, you're caught up in their web. <sighs> Maybe we can help each other. I don't know. Well, I'd like that. Thought you might. How'd you get wrapped up with Cyril? She says, still putting sugar packets in his coffee. Oh, I'm babysitting. Babysitting? Well, a little Cyril here. And Delma's not my real name. My name is Rotu Sarah. Hmm. So, cousin Cyril here, living the high life down in Caldonics. Meanwhile, I got to scrimp and save up on the surface. So... Olivier was mighty happy to put me down on here to keep an eye on their little errand boy. You know, make sure he didn't get any funny ideas. What kind of funny ideas could Cyril be having? Oh, She know. says making direct eye contact with only him. He's still looking like very petulant and sullen, but he does not say anything. Take off your hood. You look like you're writing sad poems in middle school. Roll and intimidate for me. That's a six. He got a one and a five. He slowly starts to remove the hood. Sarah laughs again. <laughs> <laughs> he may be pathetic, but he's still my cousin. And um, he's a victim of his own making, but he's still a victim. So I'd ask that you at least don't chop his head off or something. If you can <sighs> restrain yourself, like I get it. I'll see if I have that superhuman level of restraint. I swear I left it around here somewhere. See? She's nice enough. You're not going to die, at least. I'm very reasonable. If I was going to order two regulators gunned down in a mine, just do it myself. Listen, you got every right to be upset with him. But you got to understand the people we're dealing with. They play for keeps. They don't play by halves. All the people Cyril's in charge with in this mines, they report back to them as well. So he fucks up. They tell him about it. And boom, they just turn themselves a juicy promotion. It's dog-eat-dog. There's no loyalty. Not really. Just a bunch of hounds on a payroll. Honestly, I don't care who's in charge of the mines. Cyril, you can keep doing whatever the fuck you're doing. It's been getting cold every day at noon, so I assume things are going well. 
I want my grandparents back. Hmm. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I think everybody wants them back. Oh, yeah? I mean, I'm not working at the casino anymore. I got plenty of time to walk around the city. Things are, things are what they are. But there's a... I think everybody knows what direction it's heading. If Cyril here stays on the council instead of your granddaddy. Well, it's not like my grandpa did a lot to resist that. But he wasn't in a position to. Yeah, I think you understand. Listen, we're all doing the best we can with the shitty hand we got dealt. I had to learn about cards while I was at the casino, so you'll forgive the metaphors. That's, you know, everybody's got a shitty situation. You just got to make the best of it. Why'd you leave the casino? I was made a a very compelling offer, mm. which was devoid of choice. Yeah, those are always the most compelling, it seems. All these people love to hear themselves talk, so when they invite you, you don't have much of a choice. Was it Olivier and perhaps a Zaxby? Man, just Olivier. Mm. The queen bitch herself. Yeah, you know, Troya did not like her either. I wonder why that could be. Olivia's the kind of person who got to where she is by backstabbing, blackmailing, literally any dirty thing she could get away with. And some she couldn't, but it didn't matter because she did them and she was the one left standing. Olivier's the poster child for do whatever it takes and you'll get to the top. She will pull no punches. She's a deadly opponent, kid. Make no mistake. So, your friend killing her son, that's personal. She's never going to stop. Yeah, I know. Now, your grandparents, I don't know where they are now, but I'm sure I can help you figure it out. Do you know what happened to your son when he got involved with Choya? Specifically, not exactly. She twiddles her fingers by her eyes. She rolls her eyes. I had an inkling. I read the reports from regulation. A couple of leftover gifts from Nima. Gifts from Nima? She was a regulator. Before she got her head chopped off. Yeah. Understand maybe you had something to do with that, too. Um, I was present for it, but... Well, no hard feelings. Like I said, I didn't know her that well, but she was a cousin. There's a lot of row too, so it's not like we're hurting for him. Still, it's a shame. But yeah, I, um, I got some details. But I think for now, I'd prefer not to hear any more first-hand accounts. Yeah. My old heart can only handle so much, you know. No, I gotcha. Maybe a different time. But yeah, that's one of my questions. I got some out of Olivier, but she was all too happy to build that bridge of solidarity and force something I didn't understand on me. And then give me an assignment through just as much force. She she gave you she gave you two? She stares at you for a minute, and then she blinks. And when she opens her eyes, they're bright purple. And then she blinks them again, and they're gone. Yeah. How did she force it on you? How do you think? I, I don't know. I was there in her office, and she just got into my head. And I don't know. It gets kind of blurry there. How are you feeling? <sighs> the same. Different. I don't know. I'm still in control, if that's what you mean. It comes and it goes. I think I'm having an easier time of it. Because, um, Olivier didn't know about my own past. So she didn't know that I've already gotten, call it, an inoculation against... And she taps her head. 
I've kind of had a long one today, and I would love a little bit of elaboration on that. I have a history with psionics. I don't like them. I don't like them near my brain at all. So, bad experience, took some precautions. Here we are. Gotcha. But Olivier didn't seem to realize that. Bent as she was on her own, whatever the hell you want to call it. Does she know that I killed her sister? It's a good question. It's a crit fail. <laughs> I didn't know you killed her sister. Maybe she does. Damn, you have been busy. I didn't even know who she was. <laughs> Funny how these things work out. Yeah. Well, you killed her sister. You killed my son. Well, it's just an Ouroboros of violence and entropy. Yeah. Ain't that the freezing truth? Listen, I'm not here to wax philosophical. I'm here to tell you that I've been watching you, and I don't know exactly what you're up to, but you know as much about this as anybody does. And I ain't going back to Olivier. I'm not going to be summoned like one of her puppets. I got more thought left in me than that. And I want out. I want all of this to burn. And I'll set myself on fire to do it if I have to. Because this, this has got to all end. One way or another. I understand the sentiment of setting yourself on fire to keep others warm. I ain't keeping anybody warm. Well, I said I understand that sentiment. Not that that's the one you were proffering. Mm. All right, fair enough. We haven't quite arrived at the part of this conversation where I understand the tact you would like me to take. And Cyril, I will be accepting payment for this. Thank you. Tact? What do you mean? Are you going to provide me with information? Yeah. That I can, okay, well let's let's go. Let's I, I want you. this lady in the ground as much as anybody does. So I mean, this is gonna take a while. This isn't like we pack up and go there right now. This is this is a paranoid woman who spent her entire life making sure that nobody can get a leg up on her. This is gonna take time, Sedaris. I can tell you certain things. I can put myself at risk to get other information. We got cards to play, but we have resources we can call on. And we shouldn't do anything stupidly or hasty because we're only going to get one shot. But I can open the door for you. I can help you walk through it. I can't do it all myself. And I can't do it in the snap of my fingers. I would adore the ability to believe any of this olive branch offering. Sure. But I would... <laughs> Be very bad at my job if I didn't recognize this as a clear and obvious trap. That's fair. So what are we going to do about that? I don't know. You're the one who's asking the questions. You tell me. What kind of proof do you need? Oh. I ain't letting anybody in my head, so you can forget about that right now. Well, I'm not a psionic. I know. I've done my research. I'm uh, pretty sure that friend ears ain't around either. What, Tuca? No. The psionic one. Your intel's very good. Sorry, it seemed like you were close. Dina's gonna brush past that. I would like to hear what my dear, good work acquaintance, Rotu Cyril, has to say. How do you like your coffee? It, it looks very rich. It's bold. What, what do you want to hear from me? Oh, I'm Athena, here. I'm so sorry I've wronged you. Oh, Athena, I'm sorry for stabbing your grandfather in the back. Oh, Athena, 
please help me unfuck my tangle of TV cords that I've somehow managed to mangle. I am sorry for all those things. I didn't do them because I wanted to. I did them because I didn't have a choice. I'm here now because I want to make better choices for myself and others. Why you got yellow on your brain? What? She squints on him a little closer. He leans in and squints at you. Can Athena roll a notice to insight to sure. see if he's bullshitting? Sure. Seven. He got an eight. Ah! I'll bet he wants. Just in case, maybe. That's a nine! A nine? Nice, <laughs> okay. He looks genuinely confused. Like, he does not know what you're talking about right now. Part of my job now is ascertaining threats, and he might have a little bit of extra gumption in them these days, so you might want to get your brain checked out, sir. What are you saying? It's something wrong with Cyril's head. I don't know what's wrong with him. It was a gilding, well, you know, I mean, kind of around it. wrong with him. Well, I'm sure. Like, the haircut and... <laughs> <laughs> very stupid haircut. She's, she's so mean to this guy. What, what do you mean a gilding? When I look at people like you, it sort of just swims all throughout him, right? His is just a protective bubble. Extends a hand to draw circles in front of Cyril's face. Probably a little too close for comfort. Probably borks his nose a little bit. It just kind of looks like somebody put plastic wrap around his brain and dyed it gold. Best as I can offer. Well, that sounds fucked up. Yeah. My brain. Do you think... Did they do something to me? I don't know, Cyril. Probably. Yeah, that track. I mean, you're their golden boy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both share a laugh. Well, I don't know anything about it offhand, but if you want me to take a peek, I'm not a psionic specifically. Here's the thing. I care about them. I don't know what they did. And I don't know what tampering with it's gonna do. See, what I can tell you about Olivier, what little I know about her, she's got a lot of information. Mm -hmm. A vast network of people that she can rely on. And she gets into people's heads, right? She's a psionic, surprisingly. I'm sure you knew this about her. I kind of figured. She's good at putting suggestions in people's heads. Things that control people remotely or at a distant period of time. Things that act like triggers, you know? She can put something in somebody's head and they won't know about it. And they'll live normally and they won't do anything different until whatever the trigger is happens. And then it goes off or it makes them do something. So there are just untriggered sleeper agents? Yeah. Everywhere? I mean, I can't speak for, like, how many there are, but I guess what I'm saying is anybody could be, and the fact that she can get in people's heads and leave a bomb there for later is not something I've ever heard of before. No. But if she can do that, I don't know what she could have done to him or what they could have done to him. So if you go in there and you try to tamper with something, then maybe Cyril's head explodes. Maybe nothing. Maybe it just tells them that we're on to him. I don't know. Do whatever you want to, but those would be my concerns. Hmm. Troubling. How's my aunt involved in this? At all? I mean... Besides running a very successful casino? 
pretty much just that. Hmm. After everything happened, and Olivier came to me pretty soon after to do whatever it is she did. I went and I talked to Fiora, and she said that you went to her, and you told her Olivier couldn't be trusted, and that she was trouble. So, I trust Fiora. She knows what she's talking about, and if she trusts you, then I'll take that word too. So, now I'm ensnared yet again by a psionic that I hate, that pretends to care about me and what I want, but doesn't listen and just assumes that I think the same way she does. In the in the spirit of cooperation, who was that psionic that did you wrong the first time? Because I swear to God, if it was Jex Davis, I'm going to throw my desk through the window. Hmm. No, not Jack Stabbeth. It doesn't matter. He's dead now. Might matter. Why? You know, good as I do, webs and webs and webs. Just because a spider's dead doesn't mean they're gone. She rolls her eyes. Rio's father. He's dead. Trust me. So is his brother. Fair enough. Her eyes are very hard, maybe a little glassy, and her jaw is set, but she's... I don't know that she's, like, staring you down, but she's making very determined eye contact. When you play around with somebody's brain, you're playing with the essence of who they are. You break something in there, you change who somebody is fundamentally. Sometimes you're better off just killing them. And these fucking people, they just want people to walk around on strings. It doesn't matter to them. People are just things, just tools and objects to get what they want. And most of us can't do anything about it. But she fucked up. And now she's gonna pay for it. If I do anything before I die, I'll make sure she pays for it. As she says that, she's gritting her teeth and her eyes burn with that incandescent purple for just a moment and then go back to normal. When did you get your psionic blocker installed? This was a long time ago. Decade and a half, two, who can tell? A long time. When Rio was still little. First chance I got good investment yeah it's paying dividends now so olivier is sending these sleeper agents into the city and they just they just die they just die if they don't do the thing i didn't say that i mean who the fuck's been sending people after silas because they've been sending folks with purple eyes that just die upon any psionic incursion oh i mean yeah that could be them i don't know you think she told me anything about her operations no. I'm one person. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen to me, but I don't know for sure, so. Never heard the name Takira, right? Hmm, I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. There's like a little something in the back of my mind, but nothing jumps out at me. Hmm. Is that a common name? Um, no. Oh. Well, I'll keep thinking, but I can't make any promises. Can I insight that? Sure. Notice, that's fine. Not Benny, though. Okay. Four. Four. She got a three. She doesn't appear to be deceitful about this. Mm. It seems like a word that she heard somewhere, but she doesn't remember where or when or what the context was. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she is sending people after whoever you were talking about. So how uh, do we want to do this? Because as far as I can tell... You have every reason to hate me. Cyril has every reason to hate me. Look at his coffee. He hasn't even touched it. I'm just 
wondering why I'm your best option. Well, your name keeps coming up, and you seem to be at the center of everything that's happening here in the city. And Olivier's really worried about you, or at least she's putting a lot of attention on you. I don't have anything else, really. But trust me when I say that I know what it's like to be in a hard spot and have no options left to just be fighting for your life. Like I said, I read the reports. I saw the pictures. I've heard the stories. Enough said. I grew up on the surface, kid. It's You've been up there from what I've gathered. Now just imagine that, but a couple decades ago, your grandma was up there, wasn't she? I know she's all tight with the Olera execs. She was on the wave that went up first thing. Yeah, it's not all sunshine and flowers, let me tell you. From everything I can tell, she grew up there. She was like 12 or something. Yeah, and then she's probably a hard bitch. She's very cool. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get to meet her someday. I don't know. I, you, you. I say I don't harbor you ill will as much as I can. Yeah, I'd be surprised you, if you didn't at all. Cause... You killed my fucking son. Yeah. Now, I never planned on having kids. That's not really something that ever factored into my life, but it happened. And I wasn't a very good parent, but I tried. I did the best that I could. Did I always make the right choices? No, probably not. But Rio... Rio had a hard life, too. There were things I couldn't control that went wrong before... Either of us could have done anything about it. So again, I say, fuck psionics. Don't trust them. Anything that can get in your head, don't trust it. I don't know. I gotta direct my anger somewhere, or I'm just gonna die from apathy. So if you'd rather we fight to the death, I mean, I'll do it, but it kind of seems like a waste. Doesn't sound very fun. She takes that opportunity to shrug out of her cloak a little bit and her back legs... They're actually extremely thin looking. Oh god, like needles? The base of her legs are feathered. They're mm. kind of like thicker at the base. And the legs that are extending out are like yellow and scaly and look very reminiscent of like raptor talons. Like Damn, that's a flying sick. raptor. So fuck. Yeah, her legs all end in these eagle talons. She clicks her claws together and says, I gotta tell you, kid, I've killed a lot of people in a lot of different ways. This would be another day on the street for me. But I don't think it's a good use of our time. And if you really want to throw down later, well, we can talk about that when the time comes. Let's get to Olivier first. See how you're feeling after. There's a smart gal. Well, for whatever this is worth, and it's probably less than shit, everything I'm doing right now is to help people that are in a bad spot like your son was. If I would have been here maybe down two, two, two months ahead of schedule, maybe I, maybe I could have helped. I don't know. Maybe. But I know you've been doing something. And I know your heart's in the right place. But it doesn't do to dwell on what could have been. It's not how it shook out. It's okay. Just gotta move on. Watch out for a guy named Veal. You probably won't hear his name before you see him. He's kind of got a... He's big hunchy, wears a poncho, arrow, purple. Killing folks like us everywhere. So, a purple murderer. Yep, a purple murderer. And that's not the person that went after the person who was being attacked by purple murderers. What? 
You were talking about someone earlier that Olivier was sending people. Oh, uh, no, I think they're just, I think they're organic. This guy's an arrow. Oh. He doesn't have eyes like us. He's just purple circuitry, you know. I see. Wouldn't be the first arrow I dismantled. Me either. Still just as messy, sort of. I guess it depends. As your coffee, Cyril? Just checking in. It's well brewed. Thank you. I told him he couldn't talk. Oh, okay. The adults are talking right now. That's my price. Just get this idiot somewhere safe. I don't know. He can't leave until we're ready to move. Because if he does, they'll know something's up. So, Cyril, you're just in a real-life, everyday simulator from here on out. You don't go places you're not supposed to. You are on time. You do not take breaks one minute longer than they should be. He nods. How have the mines been? As far as I can tell, everything appears to be proceeding normally. Good. I'm in a bad situation. I'm not bad at my job. If you're bad at your job, I don't think my grandfather would have promoted you that high. True enough. It's been a good couple years since I was in the bloody business. But it's like riding a bicycle. What do you say? You ready to get to work? Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Neon Heat with us. Our music this week was provided by Crockett and Wave Shaper. Crockett you could find at Crockett80s on Twitter and Crockett.Bandcamp.com. Wave Shaper you can find at WaveShaper underscore SWE on Twitter and WaveShaper1.Bandcamp.com. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at PegInc.com. If you'd like to chat with us, you can find us at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. And boy, howdy, are there some patrons I would love to say thank you to. Thank you to Chase, Valentine, Ezra, and Nakoda. Thank you so much. Your support really does mean the world. Thank you also to Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Zach, Ben Hatton, Paxton, Gerald, Alex, and Davriel. Every bit of support from you guys helps us make each fresh episode just for you. And you know, if you're out of episodes of things to listen to, why don't you head on over to A Night of Shreds and Patches? Our guest spot is still ongoing and it has been a blast. And you can find them at akasap.com. And wow, more podcast news. Sounds like Crow's Terminus is back, baby. So roll on over to their feed if you want to hear more regal legal hijinks. Caleb, it's a great group name. And everybody, I think that's it. So have yourself a lovely week and we'll see you next time.